Well, it's interesting you mentioned you know how long and thorough his career was. I crossed paths with Bob once, and this might have been, I don't know, 2010, 2012, and it was a CBS event, and they had various celebrities from their shows in this big studio, and you know, like the people from Survivor were in one corner and all this sort of thing. And Bob walks in, and he looks around, and he says something effective. I did Truth or Consequences in this studio in 1958. <laughs> and you go, okay, you get the history prize for the day, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, there he was, you know, tan and tall and and, uh, and very affable, but yeah, also sort of a, a real mark in the history of television and particularly of game shows. Rich, Rich, when you look at Bob Barker, he was at the, how do I want to say, the pinnacle of the game show popularity. There were a host that we all know, Monty Hall, Wink Martindale, we could go on and on. But Bob Barker was at the top of the list. What made his game work with the audience i think that first of all that it was fun that there was as as emotionally intense as it was for the contestants there wasn't that kind of oh my gosh uh i don't want to look stupid pressure that comes on say if you're on a jeopardy or something like that a show i also love but you know you, you sort of sit there and go do i know this or not and things as simple as you know what does something cost is something that anybody in the audience can go i think i know that any of the contestants can do that and you've got bob there who's sort of very likable and and caring and uh, doesn't make the people feel bad about whether they do do well or not and so it's it's a very lighthearted thing it's it's a good escape you know i saw someone was writing about how you know when they had sick days one of the things to do was to sit and watch uh price is right because it would sort of take you out of your funk for a while we're visiting with Rich Heldenfels passing and Bob Barker over the weekend at the age of 99. And Rich, I think the other thing that endeared him, how he was front and center when it really wasn't that popular for TV hosts to do it with animal rights and an advocate for animals when you didn't see many hosts jump in that area. Well, you didn't see many hosts take on causes of any sort, and that was obviously one that was very important to Bob. There were things he would no longer take part in because, say, that they had uh, participants wearing fur, uh, was very active in various animal charities, uh, and uh, in that case, he was he was taking a stand in a way that you weren't seeing, however much you might like a Monty Hall or whoever, you weren't seeing them taking those kinds of stands on the air day after day about something that was obviously deeply important to them. And I think for I think for that's another reason that Bob kind of stands out is that he's uh, he had a passion for some kinds of issues and certainly that one. Rich, let me ask you this. In today's world, there's there's streaming, there's 24-7 social media, there are magazines at every corner, and sometimes, whether it be a Pat Sajak or an Alex Trebek in years gone by, there was something going on. I can't recall, but you covered TV on a daily basis for so many years with the Akron Beacon Journal. Were there any skeletons in the closet when, when we talk about Bob Barker? Well, there was the uh, Diane Parkinson lawsuit claiming that, uh, claiming that he had uh, imposed himself upon her in various ways, which he said was consensual, but she sued over that. 
she eventually dropped the suit apparently because she was uh, she said it was becoming too hard on her to continue with it there was at least one other of the so-called Barker beauties who sued over claiming that she uh, had been told she was too fat and uh, Barker yeah. disputed that claim so there were some instances like that that came along that uh, and they're not they, you know they, they're certainly take away from his overall reputation but uh they did not stop him from continuing to do his job or you know the, and the network stood behind him through all of that rich to, um, to kind of oh, oh i'm sorry go ahead i thought we no, go ahead. I'm sorry. i was just going to say to to wrap up our conversation when we talk about bob barker when when, when you think of him again 99 passing away great career truth or consequences the price is right for for so many years when you think of bob barker what do you think of a paragraph or so I think of someone who was very, very good at television, who had a way of making the audience feel that he was their friend, but who was also sort of charismatic in a lot of ways, um, obviously a well-put-together guy. You know, it's interesting to me when I was looking this up that right about the time that he started in television, uh, around that same time, Ronald Reagan had also started. And I think there are certain sort of personality aspects of the two of them that are similar, that they, they fit well with the medium in a lot of ways. Um, and of course, we haven't mentioned, but everyone has also talked about the fact that he had enough of a sense of humor to do the uh, Happy Gilmore bit that uh, <laughs> that remains legendary. I agree with you. Rich Heldenfels has been with us. And, hey, Rich, I would be remiss before uh, I let you go. Uh, of course, so many of us read your great pieces of work in the Beacon Journal for so many years, but it's been a few years since you've been there. But you've been able to stay on top of the world of entertainment as you're starting yet another year at the University of Akron. Why don't you talk to the audience there? And for those that don't know what you're doing now in your, quote, second career. Well, I, I'm doing two things. I've been teaching at the University of Akron. This is starting my 13th year. I taught freshman composition for quite some time. I've also been teaching film appreciation a lot in recent years and teaching a couple of classes of that this fall, uh, working with students, showing them various films, some of which they know, some of which they don't. At the same time, I am still continuing my uh, syndicated column, you know, my question and answer column, which the Beacon is kind enough to run uh, every Sunday and which runs in other papers around the country every week where I get to try and help people figure out things that they are wondering about with, with TV and other kinds of entertainment. So uh, I'm retired from the Beacon, <laughs> but uh, there's some debate whether I'm actually retired, retired. And that's kind of where that is. I love it. He, he loves and has a passion for his work. And we're still able to take in the great work of Rich Eldenfels. Rich, thanks for joining me this morning on the show. Much appreciated as we look back at uh, the legacy to save one Bob Barker. Thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks very much, Ray. Appreciate it.